Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. I am so excited that we are at the final parak in Mishnayos Seder Zroyim. And now we are beginning the Mishnayos Bikurim, Perek Dalid, Mishnah Aleph, and Mishnah Beis. And if you recall from the last few days, we have been discussing the laws of a koi. A koi is an animal that is a doubt. Is it a behema, a domesticated animal? Is it a chaya? Is it a wild animal? And therefore, we have to treat it with the stringencies of both. And in some ways, we relate to it as a chaya with its particular halachas of the chaya, of the wild animals. In other ways, we relate to it as a behema and therefore apply the particular halachas that are relevant and pertinent to a domesticated animal. And we also add, in some ways, we say it's a bria bifneyatsmo, which is own unique species. Well, today we're opening up talking about a human being who has both the signs, the simonim, of a male and a female. And how do we relate to them? Tanya Androgonus, in a brisa, in Androgonus. Androgonus has someone again who has both simonim, both signs of male and female. In some ways, they are analogous. We relate to them as if they're a full fledged male. In other ways, the halacha treats them as a female. There are other ways we say that we have the halachas of both a male and a female. And lastly, other ways we say they're a sui generis category, neither male nor female, but their own unique bria, and therefore they have their own unique halachas. How exactly do we say they are analogous, or we, do we treat them like a male? If a male ex- experiences a certain emission, they are metame tumazov. A female, a woman, cannot be metame tumazov, only a male. And if this androgynous experiences this emission, they, we say they are metame tumazov. And they may marry a female, a, a woman, but they may not marry a man. What does this mean? So let me tell you what it does not mean. It does not mean that in the event an androgynous marries a male, we say there's no validity to this marriage, and therefore they can walk on their merry way. Meaning to say, because we know a man is not able to marry a man, a nesuin in the Torah is only between man and woman, and if a man were to marry a man, it's nothing, it's, 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 it's an irrelevant, uh, it's an irrelevant exchange of whatever, they, of, a, of a ring, Therefore, they can, and therefore they can walk in the married way, there's no need for a bill of divorce, so you may think here as well, because this androgynous may be a man, so if in the event they married a man, there would be no need for a bill of divorce, that's not what the halacha is, why? Because there's also a possibility the androgynous is a female, and in the event they are a female, so then they would, it would be a female marrying a male, and you, you would need a real, actual, it's a real bona fide marriage, which would require an actual bill of divorce. Therefore, we say that when an androgynous marries a male, because there's a tzad, there's, there's room to say they are a female, we require a get me suffix, a, a, a bill of divorce out of doubt that, that in the event they are a female, marrying a male, so then we, we, it's a uh, regular good old marriage. That's the, and therefore, our Mishnah, when it says a, a androgynous may marry a male, a female, but not a male, it's not talking about in terms of is there validity to this, and, there, and therefore does it require a divorce in the event they break up. Rather, what it's talking about is the following scenario. In a regular case, where you have a normal male and a normal female clearly identifiable. We know that one's a male and one's a female. And the event that the, the male is a Kohen and the female is a Bas Yisrael, a Yisrael, not a Kohen, once they marry, we say the uh, female, this woman who's, who's uh, from the house of Israel, not, not a Kohen, who marries into the family of Kahuna, is allowed to partake and eat from Truma. Because although Truma is exclusive for Kohanim, now she joined the Kohanic family, so she can eat Truma. 
However, in the other way around, if a Bas Cohen, who was allowed to eat Truma, was born into a Kohanic family, so was always allowed to partake from Truma, in the event she marries a non-Kohen, she now loses the rights to eat Truma. Well, what about our case now? Let's go to our case. If you have an androgynous who's a Kohen, and this androgynous who's a Kohen, again, allowed to eat Truma, marries a female, so we can say because this androgynous who's a Kohen may actually be a male, therefore the woman's Midrabanan, rabbinically, is allowed to eat Truma. However, what if it's the other, other, it's the other way around? You have a male Kohen who marries an androgynous androgynous. So because it's, it's room to say this androgynous is actually male, so now you have a male marrying a male, that's not a real marriage. Nothing's happening. There is no actual marriage contract. And therefore, the, this male androgynous is not joining any Kohanic family. And the, since he's not joining any Kohanic family, he's, no, he's not allowed to eat truma. A male is never able to eat truma unless they're a Kohen. You can't just become a Kohen because you marry into the family unless you're a female. And because that is the case, therefore we say to avoid this issue, an androgynous can only marry a female but not marry a male. Next. The halach is that a male is not allowed to seclude themselves, have yichud, with a married woman. And we extend that. One of the oldest takanas we have, one of the oldest rabbinic enactments we have is to really any penuya, any, any woman. A married man, uh, excuse me, any man is not allowed to have yichud with a woman who's not his family. And therefore we treat the androgynous like a man, that he can't have yichud, he cannot be in yichud with a, someone who's not from his family. The Allah is as follows. Next is as follows. In the event you have a man who passes away and does not leave a very large estate, so how do you divide what's left over? The halach is the woman in the family, the girls, well, it's actually the girls, not the woman, the girls, they, re, they um, are the ones who t- take first. They take the sustenance they need until they, and they're able to take from that, from that estate until they have enough, until, excuse me, until they, until they reach adulthood. And only the leftovers then go to the, the boy, the men in the family, to divide up. Again, so a man passes away, he doesn't leave enough for everyone, the girls get first dibs, and then only afterwards the boys get what's left over, says our Mishnah. In the event that in our case, the androgynous father dies, and there are many siblings, the androgynous has to wait with the brothers before he can take what's left over from the father's estate. Meaning to say the girls get first, he's not included in them. Next. Nor does he wrap his head, as in cover his hair, like a woman does, or cut his hair, and, and he must cut his hair and keep his hair cropped and trim like a man. What's going on here is as follows, is. the Torah tells us a man is not allowed to dress like a woman, a woman can't dress like a man, we don't allow cross-dressing. By the way, why do we not allow cross-dressing? For a very uh, intuitive reason, say many, many of the uh, nefarshim, because what, if a man were to dress up as a woman, that would allow him to slip into a female-only space and then engage in some sort of illicit relationship because he can get into a place that otherwise people wouldn't want him in there because he looks like a man. So therefore the Torah forbids a man to cross-dress. Well, this androgynous has to dress like a man and not like a woman, and if he dresses like a woman, we say he's cross-dressing. Moreover, when it comes to a Kohen, the Torah tells us a Kohen, a male Kohen is not allowed to be, contaminate themselves to a dead body, whereas a female Kohen is allowed to contaminate themselves to a dead body. This androgynous is treated like a man in the sense that he cannot contaminate himself to a dead body, and he can't cut off his payas, the corners of his hair, nor destroy his beard with a razor. And lastly, the Chai Although we say a woman is not obligated in the mitzvos aseishes mangram with the time-bound mitzvos, we treat the androgynous like a man that he is obligated in all the mitzvos asei, including lulav and sukkah and shofar and all the other mitzvos asei shazman grama. I wish you all a wonderful.
today.